Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Department of Health estimates that up to 200,000 people in Ireland may be affected by eating disorders. An estimated 400 new cases emerge every each year, representing 80 deaths annually. It's quite a shocking figure, isn't it? And according to a 2007 study of Irish children and adolescents, 1.2% of Irish girls may be at risk of developing anorexia nervosa, with 2% at a risk of developing bulimia nervosa. In a study of a secondary school pupils in Scotland, 26% of girls, 22% of boys said they had engaged in either uh, bulimic or anorexic behaviour which is quite shocking. And I, I imagine the likes of lockdowns where we're all at home and a little bit bored and kind of binge eating and doing things that we wouldn't normally do and eating habits that we normally don't have has probably hasn't helped eating disorders in general. So to talk to you a little bit more about it is Barry Murphy, who's the communications officer with Bodywise, uh, the Eating Disorders Association of Ireland. Good afternoon to you, Barry. Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, quite shocking figures, Barry. I didn't realise it was actually that high. 200,000 people in Ireland would be affected by eating disorders. I'm assuming that's to do with both eating too much and eating too little. Yeah, it would be the, the full spectrum of eating disorders, you know, right across from anorexia, nervosa, bulimia, nervosa, and binge eating disorder. Okay, and primarily when we look at the genders, is it women who are affected more by this, or men, or is it both kind of in, in different ways? Yeah, the, the, historically it's been predominantly women. However, that has very much changed. You know, the the kind of the old statistic for men and eating disorders was one in ten, and we know that's not really the case now anymore. It's you know, it it might be one in ten for anorexia for for men for bulimia it can be one in three, and then for binge eating disorder it could be kind of roughly fifty fifty in terms of mm-hmm. uh, men experiencing eating disorders. And when we look at guys now, is it a case that, you know, men equally to women are looking on Instagram at these guys who are buffed up with their six packs and what have you? Just like women look at this, you know, women who are kind of Instagram, you know, influencers or whatever it happens to be, or the Kardashians or whatever, and wanting to look like these people. Is that is social media kind of enhanced that whole problem now? It's a hard one to to call with social media. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to prove kind of cause and effect and... I think the the ideal is not really to look at one study, but to look at a number of them and see what's going on. Now, obviously, we've gone from a kind of a very analog type society to a very digital society, a very device orientated society. And the devices we carry in our pockets, they're not designed to be checked once a day. They're yeah. designed to be checked multiple times a day. And, you know, there are 350 million photos added to Facebook every single day. That equates to about 4,000 photos a second. So I think the challenge with social media is it, it heightens the, the sense of comparison. So Okay, so, for, before, so I think the main thing really, Barry, is for parents listening today, as obviously early intervention, like everything, is the best outcome or gives the best outcome. So if you've got your 16-year-old or 15-year-old or even 18-year-old daughter or son at home and you're concerned... What are the first signs that somebody might have a dis- an eating disorder? I mean, is there is there things to look that parents can look out for? Because, of course, a lot of kids are in their bedrooms all day now, you know, online schooling and all that kind of carry on. So what, and they're probably, you know, going down to the fridge every 10 minutes or indeed doing the opposite, not eating at all. What are the first signs? Yeah, so really what you're going to see, unfortunately, is a, a, some sort of deterioration in the person, in their health, in their physical health and their emotional health. And 
you know, the, the medical consequences of an eating disorder are very serious and can be quite stark, mm-hmm. uh, ranging from damage to a person's heart to osteoporosis, uh, damage to a person's teeth. So in, in anorexia, you, anorexia nervosa, then you would see, certainly you would see weight loss and, and women or girls uh, can lose their periods as well very much. Uh, I would look out as well for some sort of change in personality very much too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those kind of things are red flags and potentially over-exercising. Trips to the bathroom that just seem a little bit unusual. Uh, maybe maybe helping out around a bit more with food in a way that kind of doesn't seem very casual but seems quite uh, direct and kind of control and mm-hmm. there's a little bit of an inflexibility in the picture as well there's kind of very black and white thinking so yeah. those are some of the things we tend to see okay so i think i think it's important for parents to keep an eye out for those situations and to keep an eye out for anybody who you believe is eating too little eating uh, too much and also in relation to you know visits to the bathroom as you mentioned purging i suppose is something that people do as well uh, you know people who are eating normally but maybe losing a lot of weight but that mind you that could be something more sinister to that and you may not, you need to bring somebody to the doctor anyway so what should parents do if they notice any of these signs, Barry, or if they notice that a young person may be acting unusually? Or should they talk to them first? Or is that something maybe they should talk to somebody or arrange to talk to somebody else? What should they do? Yeah, it's a really tricky one. I mean, I think first, firstly, just have a bit of a think through in your own head about how you want to get this across so that you're clear in your own mind around what you want to say. Uh, put do put a time aside for it. You know you don't want to go into a confrontational kind of dan- dynamic that just doesn't work, unfortunately. And have a bit of a plan. It's very much as well focused on how they're feeling, and not so much what they're doing. Because yeah. if you focus too much on what they're doing, then you're into the kind of resistance, yeah. denial dynamic. And keep your expectations pretty modest, I think, and mild starting out. And, you know, you're not going to see a change overnight. So it's, a, it's just mind your own expectations and do a bit of research and a bit of homework. Read I suppose, yeah, the Internet is a great source uh, of research now, provided you go to reputable sites, obviously. Uh, but it would be a great source. And, and obviously your own site there, BodyWise, which is W-H-Y-S, uh, BodyWise.ie. Uh, I'm sure there's a, a myriad of information there that could help people or give them some sort of advice in, in, in how they should deal with that, particularly with a young person. But listen, Barry, it's been great talking to you. Listen, Barry Murphy, Communications Officer for BodyWise, uh, the Eating Disorders Association of Ireland. Something that certainly eating disorders is affecting everybody. Sleep patterns are being affected as well by lockdowns. Everything has been affected by lockdowns. So certainly something you should keep an eye on with your young people, particularly your children. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.